0: What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we're gonna compare DraftKings and FanDuel sports books. Let's get into it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Alright, so a lot of you guys may be wondering, wait, I thought this podcast was done last week. And it was, but we had to take it down and sort of redo it. Uh, As a new show, there were just a couple things that we heard about in terms of, you know, legalities and being super, super specific and detailed and clear about everything we're talking about. I think we all know FanDuel and DraftKings not afraid of good old fashioned litigation. So we're making sure that everything we say here is 100% true. And, you know, clarifying again that it's coming from my point of view, but we're going to add an element that wasn't on the last review, which is an actual score. So by the end of this, both FanDuel and DraftKings will have a score. Now, we're going to comprise that score of five different categories. The five categories are interface, deposits and payouts, amount of product, household and live betting. And uh, each uh, category will be between one and 10. Now, it's important to say that this is my ratings. This is based on what I'm looking for out of a sports book. When you guys get online or go into a sports book, everything in terms of your evaluation is probably going to be based on what your goals are, right? Me, I am a heavy live better. About 60 to 80% of my bets are live, depending on the time of the year, the sport we're talking about. So for me, I'm going to be looking at certain things. Can I get my live bets down? Are there a lot of live bets offered? How easy is it to find the games once they're live? So, all of those things, well, those are partly what I'm evaluating my sports books on. So, again, the five categories we'll go through and give a score for each uh, sports book, both FanDuel and DraftKings. But keep in mind, you know, these are my ratings. This is based on my experience and. Uh, sports betting in Colorado has been legal since May first. And again, I moved back to Colorado when that all happened. We are uh, stationed in Denver. Before that, I didn't use FanDuel, DraftKings sports books at all. So I've only been using these sports books for a couple of months. So keep that in mind. This is my experience for about two months with these books. And I will. It is fair to note, for sure. It's fair to note that I'm sure for both FanDuel and DraftKings. Once the the popular American sports get back, they're probably going to get a little bit better at what they do. I'm sure they're using this as a jumping off point, kind of a feeling the water, testing the water, and they probably will make a lot of changes in the next 12 months. So keep that in mind. They will be changing. and uh... But this is my experience with FanDuel DraftKings so far. Let's start off with the interface. I think FanDuel clearly has the better interface here. And what I'm looking for with an interface, that's pretty much how easy is the website to navigate. For those who use offshore sportsbooks, if you've ever heard of maybe bovada.com, that's an offshore book that's really easy to navigate. There's a little search bar where you can type in the name of the team. It usually pops right up. And if, if you don't even search for the team, you can easily get to the sport, league, Game very, very quickly. Now, that's how a lot of offshore books are. And I think offshore books right now have a huge advantage over DraftKings and FanDuel and other American books, BetMGM, BetRivers, all those. And the reason is they've been around longer. I think it's just simple business. Anytime you break into an industry, it's going to take a bit of a feeling out process for you to become one of the best. So that is to be expected. The offshore books have had decades to get this right, and they do. But the interface right now for FanDuel and DraftKings not spectacular, but FanDuel is much better than DraftKings. You can find games a lot easier. It's a lot clearer to find games, and I just think it's much uh, much clearer setup. It's easy to navigate. You can find sports at least find what you're what you're looking for pretty quick. And I'll, I'll include this on the interface. You can watch games on both FanDuel and DraftKings, which is very big for live betting. I always say, if you're not watching a game, you shouldn't be betting it live. So they offer a lot of opportunities to watch these games live. So that's, that, that is a huge positive for both DraftKings and FanDuel. But my score for the interface, FanDuel gets an eight. Now, they could have some improvement. They don't have a search bar. Neither website has a search bar, which is really slows things down. But generally, when I get onto FanDuel, I can find the games I'm looking for. If they're live, they've got a nice live section and it easily separates it into different sports. So FanDuel gets an 8. I usually find what I'm looking for fairly quickly on FanDuel. DraftKings, however, gets a 5 out of 10. Okay, DraftKings is one of the worst set-up websites that I have come across. I find it very difficult to navigate. It is... I mean, it's 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 just confusing. It's like somebody threw up a bunch of information on the screen. You got to separate everything. And I don't like how when you look at maybe a first half bet, I don't like how you can't go necessarily game by game is the default look. If you go, you know, first half, it'll show the first half bet for every game. If you go quarter bet, it'll show the quarter bets for every game. And I don't like that. I think that it's very confusing on DraftKings. They're, they're trying to rewrite everything. They're trying to reinvent the wheel instead of just making it easy to find. And, uh, you know, once you go through the, uh, there, there's a little section where you can go A through Z sports, because they'll have on DraftKings the main sports that are going on. For instance, today, they'll probably have Premier League, um, German Bundesliga, the main leagues that are going on. When we get into main sports, they'll have, you know, MLB, NBA, things like that at the top. But if you're looking for a sport that's not featured, you have to search and you've got to go to a, categ- a catalog of probably 150 sports. It takes a long time. And here's the thing. If I had all day to make these bets, this wouldn't be a big deal. But again, for me, such a big live better, I need to get in, make my bets, make these quickly. A lot of times I have 10 to 15 seconds to make a bet. If I'm fumbling through through DraftKings, trying to find these goddamn games, it's really, it, 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 it's taking money out of my pocket is what it's doing. So the interface is a big deal. Navigating websites is a big deal. FanDuel gets an 8 out of 10. DraftKings gets a 5 out of 10. And uh, if, if anyone's listening from those books, one simple thing that would make it a lot easier, just put in a search bar. Let us search for the teams we're looking for. All right, next category we will do deposits and payouts. Now, I am giving both FanDuel and DraftKings a 10 out of 10 here for this reason. I haven't heard from any of my partners anything negative. I haven't had a negative experience. You you can get your money in very easy, and there is a process to get your money out. The first time you get your money out, you will have to verify your identity, which should be that's a good thing, right? You want that extra security, especially when you're when you're Uh, betting legally. So you'll have to give them your ID, maybe a piece of mail, things like that. But once you verify it's you, you can get your money out very, very quickly for both DraftKings and FanDuel. If you guys have had a different experience, please let me know. Find us on Twitter at SharpAnglePod, and let me know if you had a bad experience getting money out. But right now, they both get a 10 out of 10. I haven't heard anything bad for getting money in or out from DraftKings or FanDuel. The next category, which is very, very important, the amount of product these guys offer. Now, let's clarify product. This means both the amount of games being offered and the amount of bets within those games. So if you offer a lot of games, but not many bets within the games, that's not great. And if you only offer a couple games, but you have hundreds of bets for each game, that's not great. You want both, a lot of games and a lot of bets. And DraftKings has a big edge here. We'll get to the ratings at the end of the, uh, the little segment here, but DraftKings has a big edge. Now, FanDuel offers a lot of lines, but they're just really, really weird lines. Like For instance, if you look at these soccer games coming up today, if you look at the main bets being offered for these soccer games, FanDuel, at first glance, it looks like they have a lot of bets. But when you dig in a little deeper, when you actually look at what the bets are, they split the bets up to make it appear like there's a lot of bets when they really shouldn't be. Let me give you an example. Usually, typically in sports books, if there's like a, an over-under for a team, let's say, home team over-under, you'll see that listed as one bet with a bunch of different, exam- or a bunch of different outcomes. So today, it may be Tottenham team over-under a half, one and a half two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, or six and a half plus. And all of those bets will be listed under one bet. It will be Tottenham team over under, and then you can choose the over under. What FanDuel does is they list each one of those as an individual bet. What will Tottenham's team total be uh, over under a half? And then the new bet, what will Tottenham's team total be over under one and a half? And then a new bet, what will Tottenham's team total be over under two and a half? It's like, guys, yeah. Are you trying to trick people? Are you trying to make it seem like you have a lot of bets when you really don't? Or are you just making this confusing as hell for everybody involved? So FanDuel, it looks like they offer a lot of bets, but they're kind of trying to pull the wool over you guys. They're a bunch of really bad bets that easily could be condensed. They don't offer halftime double chance in soccer. They don't offer a lot of standard bets I'm used to getting. So what I notice from the amount of product offered is DraftKings is doing a good job. They're giving professional bettors and non-professionals alike uh, uh, an opportunity to make money. And an opportunity, not necessarily to make money, but an opportunity to get bets down they're used to getting down. FanDuel doesn't offer very normal, very standard bets that you can get on other sites. For example, like I said, halftime double chance, or maybe written on other sites as uh, maybe plus a half of a goal. So if you win or tie, you win that bet. Yeah. FanDuel doesn't even offer a first half double chance. No, no, don't even offer it. You know, and so this should be a standard. They, they, they appear scared to offer good lines to me. Another example for, for, for FanDuel being kind of scared to offer normal good lines we're used to getting if we do our homework is I noticed this weekend in the golf. It was the RBC Heritage Classic. And I went on to all my outs. For those who don't know, I have about eight outs that I use. And seven of the eight outs offered a field bet for the winner, the one website that didn't offer a field bet was FanDuel. To clarify the advantages of a field bet, when you look at any multiway market, uh, first touchdown score, the winner of any golf tournament, any anything where you're gonna have you know 10, 20, 30 outcomes and, and people to, to, to vote on. If there's not a field bet, that takes your whole or that that increases the household massively. What they're doing, I noticed. It was like Ernie Els. So there were some big names. I know Ernie Els didn't do it in the tournament, so on and so forth. But he was, you know, like a hundred to one on some other sites. So I was just going to check the price. Ernie Els was not listed on Fanduel as a golfer you could bet. He was right there in the tournament. You know, he was bettable. He should have been bettable, but he wasn't on Fanduel. And Fanduel didn't offer a field bet. So what they were doing was jacking that household way up by not giving you guys a fair opportunity. Now most of you probably won't notice this because you're looking for maybe Jordan Spieth or Brooks Kepka or one of the guys, Webb Simpson, one of the guys who were near the top of the leaderboard. And a lot of us don't look for the field bet. Now I would let's be clear here. I would not have bet the field. I didn't think that was a good, you know, unless it was priced huge. I didn't love the field bet at all. But you want to see them offering the field bet because that means they've taken the household to an acceptable level. So when you see things like that, for me, a professional who spends pretty much all day combing through these websites, that pissed me off. And it's like, what is FanDuel trying to pull over our eyes? What are they trying to, to do here? What are they trying to accomplish? And I know the answer. They're trying to steal your fucking money without you noticing Now, all these other books do it the right way, offering the right prices and the right lines. FanDuel's taking a shortcut, and it really, really grinds my gears. (laughs) And look, FanDuel advertises these things like they're doing what everyone else is doing, and they're not. DraftKings, now let's get over to DraftKings, because I've shitting on FanDuel for a while, rightfully so. They're not a great website in terms of offering good product. DraftKings, although it's a really difficult website to navigate... Once you finally get to the games you're looking for on DraftKings, oh, it's great. They've got a ton of games. They've got a ton of bets. DraftKings has been the most similar in terms of the bets they offer to all these offshore books. I'm really pleased with the the bets that DraftKings offers. And it's not just the bets within the games. It's the leagues themselves. DraftKings offers almost every single soccer league, which is huge. Now, we're talking... Hundreds of leagues, folks, maybe not not hundreds, but over 100, maybe between 100 and 150. I mean, in England alone, there are four different leagues. We all know about the Premier League, but then there's three leagues below them, the EFL, League One, and League Two. Well, guess what? If you're on FanDuel, you can only bet the Premier League. (laughs) It's crazy. You can only bet the top flight of English soccer. You can't bet any of the other leagues. Now, you may think, well, Tyler, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to go back and listen to the podcast from last week, a couple weeks ago, about betting into soft markets? That's where I live. That's where I make my money. So I need to be able to bet second-tier English soccer. And by the way, for my listeners who've been coming back for a while, you guys know this, my best, most profitable sport by far is the EFL, the second tier of English soccer. So when there's a uh, when there's a website like FanDuel that completely just ignores that sport altogether and on an offer, it. You can see where my aggravation starts to build up with FanDuel. It's bullshit how they only offer the biggest, hardest markets. Are you seeing a pattern here with, 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 with FanDuel? How they don't offer the smaller leagues. They don't have many bets. They don't have the field bets. You know, it's just like they're nickel and diming you every corner. And it's not a good thing if you're trying to make money. So FanDuel, they don't offer the small leagues. Hell, they don't even offer the EFL. Very limited in terms of games and the bets. I mean, if you're looking for the good leagues, if you're looking for the good bets, if you're looking for the soft markets like we talked about, DraftKings is certainly the place to go. Let's give them both a score in terms of amount of product. FanDuel will get a 4 out of 10, and DraftKings will get an 8 out of 10. Again, the amount of games is great, and the amount of bets in the game is pretty good. If they could increase that, man, they'd be close to a 10 out of 10. But DraftKings, 8 out of 10 for the amount of product. FanDuel, 4 out of 10 next category the household how much the households on every bet now this varies sport by sport game by game usually the hard markets are going to be pretty similar you're not going to get DraftKings or FanDuel trying to rip you off on the hard markets that's too obvious right where they're going to get you this is the softer markets the multi-way markets and things like that now while uh, you know DraftKings still takes a little bit off the top for the multi-way markets and, th- and live betting which we'll get to they still do a pretty good job um FanDuel, as I mentioned earlier, not offering the field bet for multiway markets and things like that, it just seems like, you know, FanDuel... They follow along with the household, nickeling and diming here and there. Now, I will also say this is purely my experience. This may not be the case. If you get the last thousand bets that they just put up on both websites, maybe the household is a little bit higher for DraftKings. But from my experience, I've found the household is slightly higher for FanDuel. And it is because of reasons like not offering a field bet for a multiway market. So for the household, we're going to give FanDuel a six and DraftKings a seven. Final category here, live betting. And I'm going to use the same words I used last, last week for live betting. They both fucking suck, in my opinion. Here's the main reason why. The single most important thing with live betting is accessing the live bets. Now, we just talked about doing that in multiple ways, right? You've got to be able to get there quickly. That's the interface. Then you want the good bets to be there. That's the product. Well, you know what's impossible to do? is to get to the game, to get to the product, to see any of that. If you're not logged in and both FanDuel and DraftKings log you out after about five goddamn minutes. And that is detrimental to a live better. Someone who pulls up the website and expects that when you go back to the website, you can find a game and make a bet. Now for every other sports book I use, again, I use eight outs, six of the eight. It, it's easy. They stay open and I don't want to hear it's new in Colorado. It's live. It, it, it's a, uh, it's a thing in America sportsbooks. No, it's not. Every other sports book I use legally in America keeps me logged on. And by the way, when I'm on FanDuel or DraftKings uh, Daily Fantasy, I don't get logged off. It's just a sports book. So if I leave for five minutes, something happens in a game. And keep in mind, sometimes you've got like 15 seconds to make these bets before they're they're changing the prices, or you miss the opportunity. And if I if something happens, oh okay, let's get into FanDuel real quick and then log in. And it's not a quick login process for both FanDuel and DraftKings. you got to put in the username and password. If you have it saved on your computer, great. You log in, and then there's a process of about 10, 15, 20 seconds of the wheels spinning, making sure it's you. And then once they verify it's you, then they have to do to do the geolocation to verify that you're in a legal state. So then that takes another couple seconds, and you guys may be saying, Tyler, who cares? It's only 20, 30 seconds to sign in every time. But that is crucial seconds taking away when I'm looking to get a bet down ASAP. So, I mean, I have started supplementing some of my live betting with FanDuel and DraftKings, but I get so goddamn sick of signing in every five minutes. It's, it's a pain in the ass. And, and look, unless I remember, it's like now a thing to where if I remember, Oh yeah, it was probably four minutes ago. I was on that page. So I just go refresh. I mean, I shouldn't be refreshing my sports books every three or four minutes. That takes a lot of focus away from my math and my actual games. So, For that reason, and that reason in which that's not the only reason, but that is incredibly frustrating. You've got to keep us logged in longer than four or five minutes if you want anyone to gamble with you for any substantial amount of time. And what I mean by that is, if FanDuel and DraftKings keeps pulling this shit for the next 12 months and they don't improve, they don't offer better lines or anything like that, I'll be done using them. I use both of them right now because there's not that many options in Colorado, and I need a lot of outs. I need to compare a lot of prices. But I promise you one thing. They're going to lose a ton of customers if they keep doing things this way. Logging people out after five minutes, it's ridiculous. And then once you do get logged in, it's really hard to find the games quickly. If you're on DraftKings, you got to go through all that nonsense of going through all the leagues and combing through and finding the right one. If you're on FanDuel, odds are you're not even going to find the game because they're probably not offering it unless it's a major market. So overall, live betting, both are just not very good at all. I'd recommend... Don't live bet at these websites unless you're forced to. I will give FanDuel a 5 out of 10 and DraftKings a 6 out of 10 for live betting. Overall, these books both have a very long way to go. In my opinion, from what I've seen the last couple months, they've got a long ways to go. Now, as I said earlier, again, you can't really blame them. That's what happens when any business enters a new industry. It's going to take a little bit of time. So we have to let them work. We have to allow them the time to change. They both do a pretty good job offering offering opening lines. You know, as I keep my eyes down the road in soccer games, futures, things like that, both do a good job. When I was looking at uh, the hockey, the NHL, which we're going to talk later in the week, by the way, NHL series prices, I was proud of FanDuel and DraftKings. They were offering them early, good prices. So it's not like they're doing everything bad. But for the real things, the nitty gritty that a professional like me looks for in sports books, both do have a very long way to go. The overall score today that we land on DraftKings wins today's. Uh, should I say DraftKings wins today's duel? Would that be a good uh, play on words? DraftKings wins 37 34. Um, you know, I think that overall, if, if you're asking me to recommend a book, I would slightly recommend DraftKings just for the couple reasons of they've got more lines, they have better lines, and they offer the sports that I like to bet. I mean, if my best sport is the EFL, again, the second tier of English soccer. If my best sport's the EFL and FanDuel doesn't even offer it, you guys can't expect me to recommend them as a sports book over DraftKings, who not only offers the EFL, but they also offer League 1, League 2, and any other obscure soccer league you can think of. The one takeaway that I got is that FanDuel just they operate like they're scared. They operate like they're really afraid of all these soft markets and afraid of what they don't know. And for a sports book, you can't operate that way. You've got to offer product. You have to offer lines to stay competitive. It's like any other business. If you go to a restaurant and they have one thing on the menu and you go across the street and they've got 50 things on the menu, where are you going to eat? Now, a lot of you people, a lot of you guys may be saying, Hey, That restaurant that serves one item, that's my favorite item ever. Okay, fine. But for everyone else, you need choices. And that's what competition comes down to. So if FanDuel doesn't pick it up and doesn't start offering better lines, or at least any lines for certain leagues, they're going to keep falling behind. Overall, once again, DraftKings 37, FanDuel 34. That does it for today's show. Good luck, everyone, today. A few soccer games, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.